This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. We need to explore Zambia's tourism potential with outstanding opportunities in the discovery and realization of other tourism important areas such as the Northern Circuit, uh, Northwestern and Western Provinces by making full exposure of such cultural rich experiencing places uh, possessed of intriguing historical features that can create great memorabilia, pretext and to the large scale of views um, a properly aligned historical context and that's how they sort of trying to break it down to us on what's going to happen in terms of Zambia. Please do give us a call on your thoughts of Zambia when they're saying that they want 3 million tourists per annum by 2026. How possible do you think this is? How's it looking this side in South Africa? I mean, um, we've got so many tourist destinations where everybody wants to be. We've got Soweto, Vilagazi in, uh, in in Johannesburg. We've got Cape Town, um, Robben Island. We've got so much. And I'm so interested. If you know anything about Zambia or if you've visited Zambia do let us know. Um, you can call us on 0861987000. Let's get those calls in. But we do have our guest, Calvin Chisanga, who is the, let me get it right, Zambian social economist. Calvin, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, let's get into it. So, I think one of the most important questions right now first for me to get into this topic is when I come to Zambia, what is one of the tourist destinations that I need to look out for? Well, Zambia has got massive uh, tourism, um, you know, products and services. Obviously, we've got about 22 national national game parks and we've got... um, a tourist capital, which is called Livingstone, where you can find a number of features. And now we are also looking at developing the Northern Circuit, where we have a number of uh, natural resources as well as heritage sites. So Zambia is a peaceful nation, and um, it's got a number of, uh, you know, good features that we can actually look forward to, to see. So... Obviously, we are also looking at uh, trying to develop um, a number of uh, infrastructures around the airports, around the roads, and all sorts of places. Obviously, it's a place now which is actually having a lot of um, uh, features, features that you can find in Kenya, features that you can find in uh, South Africa, Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. So everything that you can uh, find uh, across different um, African countries, you can find uh, in one one pack in, in, in Zambia. Mm-hmm. And Calvin, according to you, how possible is this um, goal of reaching 3 million tourists per annum by 2026? Is it possible? Is it something that you can already see is brewing? Um, reaching 3 million tourists uh, per annum or mm-hmm. per year uh, uh, by 2026 is something that is going to be achievable because what we have actually been doing as a nation is that we are trying to de- advance a number of uh, 
uh, features around the, the key sectors of the, the economy. Obviously, we know that um, uh, tourism is one of the complementing uh, elements that we are also putting in place. Uh, we have developed uh, a number of airport infrastructure. We have also developed uh, a number of um, key features around the industry as well trying also to incentivize with a number of good, um, uh, you know, uh, policy instruments as well. So it, it has taken a different, um, um, you know, um, uh, alignment to a point where we are trying to see how best we can work around uh, this industry. It's coming from a point where it was hardly hit by, by COVID and also trying to ensure that we have... Um, local participation as well but as we speak right this moment uh, for this year we have already recorded about 1,500 tourists meaning i mean 1.5 million tourists meaning that it's achievable for us to double the number in the next two years uh, or three years from now Mm -hmm. and maybe take me through the process of visiting zambia um what is the tourist affordability? Um, what is also the process, perhaps f- from South Africa to Zambia, what would be the process and is it costly? And just being there, am I uh, spending a whole lot of money or is it just affordable for tourists? Our tourism uh, packages and services are quite affordable um uh, you see the biggest uh, element here is that we've got a lot of um um ballot on the table uh, you you can basically go to um obviously if you are coming from south africa we've got a number of uh, airplanes that are coming to zambia mm-hmm. and also you can basically do the uh, you know the the, the aspect of living by the roads, or, you know, you, you can use any other means of uh, transport to, to reach here. Uh, but obviously what is, what is actually in Zambia is that we've got uh, a number of tourism uh, packages, uh, be it from uh, uh, safari, you know, adventure, uh, from, um, you know, different uh, aspects of the tourism, um, you know, issues. Uh, you can also basically go to maybe to some place like um, Mfue, where we have a very good natural resource. You can find a lot of wild, wild animals from there. You get to know a, a number of aspects around uh, historical sites as well. Uh, you also have um, a feeling around um, you know the natural natural resources uh, where we can even find uh, you know some relative uh, um, good uh, aspect of uh, you know memorial kind of um, events mm-hmm. uh, which will be able to stay uh, for a good test of time then also if you want to come to Livingston you can go to Livingston direct we've got uh, even an international airport there mm-hmm. uh, in Kumbula and also you can check on the big five elephants and few others uh, you can check on the Victoria Force. Uh, you, you okay, so can check with um, the other natural resource that we have also in that place. So on average, we've got um, a very good, um, you know, site that should be able to excite. And not only that, also alongside um, what we have, 
we have also uh, diff- different uh, social amenities in terms of uh, hotels, in mm-hmm. terms of uh, roads. So affordability aspect, it's it's an issue that can work around with you, depending on the scale of your 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 your, your wealth. Uh, you are able to go into a five-star hotel, three-star, uh, even um, small, um, you know, accommodations like the rest, like the the guest house, uh, the small uh, places that you can also think of. So it's cutters across all the segment of uh, people or segment of tourists. Uh, we should be able to actually measure according to the way they feel, but the cost of um, you know, seeing this, some of these are uh, quite relatively low. And now we have even got um, a, a very good um, letter as well, also for the local players as well. So we are trying to see how we can this this state tourism to become one of the complementing um, uh, sector of the economy, which should be able to help us change the narrative as it stands. And we know that tourism uh, has a very good uh, stance at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes also, if somebody has got, uh, um, you know, an average of about one US dollars, uh, is able to to actually do almost all the activities that need to be done from one corner of, of Zambia to another. Mm-hmm. So it, it also goes with the way you want to package your your your, your tourism um, adventure. Mm-hmm. And you know. Um, Tourism normally, um, it it normally, the, the tourism sector actually. Let me just say that it normally uh, builds the informal traders. How will this benefit your informal traders as they play a big role in the tourism sector? Okay, so the. Aspect of tourism has a strong spillover uh, effect to the other sectors of the local economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it is that uh, sometimes you have um, the, the the tourist coming, uh-huh. and obviously with the, the aspect of uh, expenditure, uh, maybe they would have to buy some artistic products, or they will have to buy some curios of some sort. Uh, that also has um, a very strong, um, uh, you know, transmission to the other part of um, the economy. Obviously, even when it comes to aspect of um, airport or transportation, uh, the aspect of food and beverage. So it, it is uh, something that works out to like um, have a very strong transmission channel to other sectors of the economy. For example, if one tourist is able to spend about a thousand US dollars in a market like Zambia, uh, we we should be able to expect that to, uh, if we eat uh, three million uh, tourists by the by 2026, and each one is spending a thousand, meaning that we can have a three billion in the economy per annum, and that is what is going to actually augment as a strong uh, factor in this case. So, uh, uh, once and for all, tourism has got a very strong transmission mechanism on the industry, mm-hmm. and. I think when everybody visits a different country, they want to know about the safety in every country, in the country that they're visiting, I beg your pardon. Um, What safety measures 
are being taken to protect tourists. And we're going to touch on things that are common in different countries. How common is fraud in Zambia? Uh, as I hinted to you, Zambia is a beacon of uh, peace. Uh, it's democratically matured. Uh, it's a place where you you can um, you can come without uh, thinking of uh, insecurities. Uh, obviously, we we are virtually been uh, championing this for a long time, mm. and even when you look at the political system, I think there is a stability in, in that sense. Uh, Zambia has never recorded any civil war, and also what we have actually been able to see that um, this is a country that has um, shown the rest of the African countries that we can take uh, things in this way. Except when you look at the political governance, you look at the investment destination uh, uh, features, uh, you look at the the beautiful elements that we should be able to see at a state level. Um, I, I think for tourism, um, we have definitely uh, given a lot of um, uh, good security measures. Mm. Um, if it comes to the element to do with the, uh, you know, safari activities, we have people that are basically there to check on our our tourists and also to give proper guidance in terms of uh, how they should be able to work out, um, uh, you know, their adventure as they come here. And uh, even just when you look at the governance uh, system, we we have upheld um, a peaceful uh, situation around every part of uh, the offices around here, uh, be it private or public. We we are very peaceful people. And even when you come to the general description of the Zambian, I think Zambians are friendly people. Even when you, it comes to a stranger, we actually entertain them we 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 greet them and also not on that also uh if you you came here in zambia you greet a zambian even if you don't them don't know them they will mm. respond back to you it's mm. not like the way it is in west africa or east africa where you you greet somebody you don't know they don't respond to you so zambians are friendly people mm. and that tells you a lot of story to say uh when it comes to tourism we are also very friendly to that Mm, that's that's so lovely to hear. And Kevin, tell me, the 100 million US dollars acquired by the government with key stakeholders um, that's coming in to develop Zambia's tourism industry, how will that be used and distributed? Okay, so what we have done in our country in terms of uh, tourism, we have a the a lot of concentration in the southern region of uh, Zambia, and it has uh, grown to a point where it is the biggest feature uh, when you talk about tourism in Zambia. We've got Livingston, the southern part of Zambia, has been developed to a point where it has really given Zambia a substantial base in terms of uh, tourism, and that's the reason why even our own uh, thoughts and culture, we've said, uh, let Livingston be the tourist capital, which we have all embraced. But again, also, we've got untapped potential within the industry, and we have identified that uh, some relatively other uh, sites within the the country have not been fully explored to their potential uh, capacity in terms of trying to widen the basket. So the northern part of Zambia, 
which is actually Guapula, uh, Northwestern, and Muchinga provinces, and few other. We can also talk of Northwestern and Western provinces of Zambia. They have not been developed to the fullest capacity. If anything, we have not been able to utilize these places. So this is where now we are thinking of trying to uh, foster expansion of tourism uh, uh, services and uh, product, uh, ensuring that we have uh, historical sites which could be able to also be put as part of the tourism asset and solutions to uh, the table. So that's the reason why the government of Zambia went to the bilateral uh, players or stakeholders to actually source this fund. So now we are looking forward to do one tourism marketing with these funds, also developing some places uh, which should be able to help uh, give a diversity from there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we're trying to complement a mixture of different products as well. So this comes in to be a strong interplay. Uh, obviously, we're looking at trying to see how best we can also diversify uh, from the southern part of Zambia's uh, product to also the northern circuit. So the $100 million US dollars is coming to build infrastructure, mm-hmm. as as roads, uh, trying also to enhance some of the sites ensuring that we we have a wide uh, variety to offer, we want to make a very strong complementary package, uh, uh, you know, from the southern part of Zambia, in Livingston in particular. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you come to Livingston, Livingston, uh, you go to Victoria Falls, you go to the Big Five, you go to the Kachua National Park, then you can also go to a place called um, Kawambua, where we've got Mbabachushi waterfalls, We've got um, Chishimba waterfalls in the northern circuit. We've got Kalungwishi. We've got Musonda Falls and a few others. Also, even in Bala, we've got also, uh, you know, the second, uh, third world war. I mean, the second world war. Some of the, um, uh, you know, veterans came to rest in that part. So we've got uh, a lot of uh, historical uh, significance that we should also be able to tell from there. So a number of things that you can actually highlight from there mm-hmm. uh, within this um, uh, package that uh, the government aims to do and the private also applying to to see how best we can widen the basket of dualism uh, services and solutions. And this is where it is strongly interplaying uh, to ensure that we have um, a very good um, element around the new features of um, uh, tourism. So that is where now we are talking of the bilateral um, uh, you know, engagement into this as well. Mm-hmm. Now, Calvin, let's get into the lighter part of everything. Um, the common languages. You know, when you visit a country, you want to know certain things like how to greet them when you get there. What are the common languages and how do we say hello, goodbye? Okay, so for Zambian system, we've got about 35% of uh, one tradition which mm-hmm. occupies, and this is actually the Bemba uh, tribe where mm-hmm. I also belong. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, my name being Chisanga, I'm purely Bemba, coming from northern part of Zambia, um, particularly Kasama. So if you want to greet somebody, we say, uh, Buanji, that is in, 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 in a language that is 
so dominant in, in Lusaka and mm. part of uh, you know southern province that is Mbwanji meaning uh, how are you mm. uh, then in Bemba we say Murishani that is that, that also means how are you then when somebody says Murishani in Bemba you answer to say Tribuino Tribuino or Tribuino just like in, in Nyanja, when somebody asks you to say Mnibwanji, then you say Njilibuino. And even when it comes to other languages like in Zurechani, uh, in Northwestern province, you answer to say Mnzirehane. Um, uh, when you go to maybe some place um, uh, where they, they speak also to say Mwabuka Chani, Mwabuka Mweme, and you know, different type of. Um, aspect but when you are saying goodbye or share nipo that is in bemba uh, you know that, that's what it is actually so basically it's a quite a very understanding language within maybe two weeks if you are you you are you you have uh, a lot of energy you can learn mm-hmm. at least 50 percent of the uh, languages you know and 50 mm-hmm. percent of uh, certain language you can you are able to speak mm, that's very interesting and Lastly, food yeah. to try. When I get to Zambia, what are your common dishes that I should be trying out? Well, we've got what we call uh, local matereto. Uh, matereto means uh, you have different varieties of uh, local dishes. Uh, we've got um, you know, a number of uh, dishes. We can also even do Western dishes. Uh, we can do African cuisine. We can do Western uh, African, where you find, uh, you know, uh, jollof rice. You find, um, you know, uh, um, kenke. You find, um, uh, you know, even some other dishes in the in the uh, East African. So mm-hmm. it's a combination of different. But obviously, what we have actually been able to do is that we get to go down our lo- own local uh, dishes where mm. we have uh, a variety of food, uh, be it roasted meat, uh, roasted uh, you know, chicken. We can do the typical uh, um, Zambian uh, you know, uh, food like um, going to the green uh, vegetables that we normally have from mm-hmm. our garden. And if you are to even come now, uh, we've got variety in abundance because of uh, the season that we are in. And not only that also, we are proud of uh, our own organic uh, food, so that yeah. goat meat, um, you know, village chicken and all that. So it's it's not so much different from other countries. Otherwise, what we have is um, quite uh, a test food that we should be able to expect. And mm-hmm. Zambia, to make him matters beautiful, in terms of uh, mini-meal, we have organic um, uh, men's which are not even um, uh, non-genetically modified, mm. which are basically uh, pure uh, seeds uh, right from the organic uh, you know, structural arrangement. We've got a, a number of uh, good stuff that we can actually find in this market. And uh, I, will, I would encourage you to come through. Uh, you know, I, I think if there is a place that has been so beautiful mm. um, across um, 
the African continent, I think Zambia should be number one. I mm. love this country, mm. even personally. You know, I've been trying to pull out going maybe at some point, I was really thinking, can I go and settle in South Africa and maybe just do some work and then come to Zambia mm-hmm. uh, on a frequent time or something like that? I have said, just said, no, let me just be in Zambia because I love this country. Yes. I think there's no country like Zambia. Mm. And if there is a country that you'd love to stay in Africa, I think Zambia should be number one because everything that happens here, it's a combination of different factors. Yeah. And we have a very young and tapped potential in terms of population. We've got a population almost close to about... Um, uh, 70% of the youth population. Mm. We've got a virgin land of about 42 million, which are not which is not even cultivated and waiting for people to come and cultivate. And we've got a lot of other good things that we can see. We are the, the second largest producer of copper. We've got all the minerals that are here. So even when you are looking at tourism, you can also look at the opportunity that this country presents. I think if there's any country that has got so much that we can explore, it's Zambia, because there is no country that has actually um, taken a complementary effect like Zambia. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at um, the aspect of, uh, uh, in fact, if, if anything, if you are not married, come and find the husband in Zambia. <laughs> <laughs> are there husbands? Because we're looking for husbands. <laughs> you can find in Zambia. <laughs> All right. And when is the best time to visit? I mean, you know, when you visit a country, you'd love the sunny days, cooler days than the rainy days. When is the best time to come to Zambia? Well, the best time to visit Zambia, uh, particularly if you want to visit Livingstone, it's around uh, March, mm-hmm. April, mm-hmm. where month. you can even see how Yes, April, March, up to somewhere like June, mm-hmm. you can visit Zambia. Except when you want to visit the mighty Victoria Falls, uh-huh. one of the seven wonders of the world. Obviously, when you go to Mosotunya, the meaning of Mosotunya it means to say the smoke that thunders. You can imagine how that really works out. If you mm. see the way the water falls and you see the way, uh, you know, the atmosphere looks like, you even get wet uh, at a point where you are far away from that water. You are seeing it from afar. But because of the vapor, mm. the vapor that comes out from there, you get wet. So you go to visit that place with raincoats. You can imagine how it is. And not only that also, when you go to the mighty uh, Kafue National Park, you see all sorts of animals. When you go to Kasaka Bay, you see all the beds of this uh, type of um, uh, you know, species that you can actually think of. When you go to a place called Santia, you see the the lake. It looks like it, it, it's part of the... It, it's it's um, combined with the, the earth, you know. You, you see the beaches that are there. You, you see water bodies. So it, it's so marvelous to actually see how we have actually been able to be blessed with all these natural resources. And, you know... The aspect of tourism, it brings an aspect of trying to remove that stress, 
Imagine you have been working so hard, then you want to relax. I think the only place you can relax better is in Zambia. Yeah. Uh, I'm not speaking because I'm a Zambian, but I've seen what Zambia can offer. The features that you are able to see in Kenya, the safari areas, the features that you're able to see in Botswana, the sands, and the features that you can see in, in Northwest uh, West Africa, mm. and much of what we can have able to see. I think Zambia's packaged all these in one, meaning that you can see uh, the nature of Kenya, the nature of Rwanda and a few others, just one in, Af- in Zambia. Mm. And not only that, also, when you go to some place, in fact, now we are even now pro- promoting mining tourism. Mm. You can come and see how we are doing it in mining, you know, uh, where we have massively taken a lot of uh, efforts around developing mining, explorations. Uh, we, we've got even now some other minerals that you have never heard of, like sugar light, sugar light uh, uh, minerals, which was recently discovered. We've got emeralds. In fact, Zambia emerald um, is one of the biggest uh, you know on the table to a point where we are the one who are highest producer of emeralds and not on that also a number of minerals are in Zambia I think we need giving um, to explore so much into mining tourism uh, this is an aspect that we are also looking forward to broaden the capacity so all in all Zambia has a lot to offer on the table. Mm. So it's high time we need to look at all these aspects. Sure. Calvin, I am so convinced. Okay. So my list is book a trip to Zambia in March, maybe visit Livingstone, and perhaps I'll find a husband there. Ladies, I I hope we are going to find (laughs) husbands in Zambia and live there and live happily ever after in Zambia. Thank you so much, Calvin Chisanga. Uh, He is a Zambian social economist. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.